So this week we're chatting to Irish food champion Mark Murphy. Now he's a Carlo man based in Dingle in County Kerry and he was a great man to fill us in on all things happening on the peninsula in terms of food. Yeah and full disclosure so my wife ended up having an emergency she works in a hospital and had to run in last minute mm-hmm. so I actually couldn't make this interview and I I really was gutted because I've wanted to find a chance to chat to Mark I've never met him and so many different people have spoken so highly of him and I kind of knew he'd be a really good chat and I was really looking forward to it so yeah you stole I was it. disappointed too you, that you weren't there you dropped the ball at the last minute I know it wasn't crack. your fault but I did have the crack of Mark and he was mighty mighty to chat to like he's pretty well known you'd often hear him on the radio with his weekly recipes and regular tv slots so it was very lively very fun we talked all things dingle from fungi right through to food heroes yeah he's also one of the kind of driving forces one of the key members of the dingle food festival which happens the first weekend in october every year so you got a chance to speak to him about what it's like running a festival which i know jolene you have a good bit of experience in as well i certainly do yeah Uh, yeah. but there are many strings now to mark's bow because he's also the owner of the little cheese shop in town so this is a foodie emporium with over 90 percent irish cheese so we discussed the wonders of irish cheeses And you know what, Jack, this was just the conversation that kept on giving because then we talked about the joys of being out in the water, catching your own fish, being out in the sea and Mark and the team at the cookery school, which is his other enterprise, do a popular catch and cook session. So he filled us in on what this is like and the other fun things that they get to that they get up to during the year. But first, I suppose we should chat about the food scene in Dingle. And since I was down there myself only a few weeks back, I was one of the hungry people who waited in a very long queue outside my boy boom cafe. But boy, it was totally worth it. What was the, the name of the little cafe that was there? It was my boy my boom. Boy, That's my where boy we went. Boom. Yeah, definitely. I mean, a serious queue going in there. It was worth the I mean, wait, though. Yeah, and they, they, they're good operators. Like, they've yeah. been doing it right through COVID and everything, and they have it nailed. And we're lucky yeah. we have a few places like that. Yeah. But with the mix yeah. of a food scene, it's a great, you know, and it's it's emerging as well. There's loads mm. to do, but there's yeah. still quite a bit there and stuff. Yeah, yeah. The other place um, that we went to was the Fish Box. That's a um, yeah. family-run fishing Family-run place. Guys. They have their own fishing boat, you know. The, the full family are in there working. Yeah. Uh, cool. Very popular place, like, and... They do what it says in the tin. They do yeah. have their own uh, boat, which is good. Like, and you, someone that grew up beside the sea or whatever, like, you know, I don't know, is, where you're from, is it fishing? So, it... yeah, I'm from Crosshaven. So Crosshaven is just at the entrance to Cork Harbour. So it's like, it would be a fishing village. Like, there's loads of fishing boats. And, like, yeah. I grew up in a pub and a restaurant, and we, like, always had seafood, like, front and centre in the menu. So, like, I love fish like I'm just absolutely nuts for fish like <laughs> so um so yeah no but it, it was great it was a really good experience but um where's your favorite places to, to eat these days down there uh one of my favorite places is and I was, uh, I was lucky that I got to go out there last week was the chart house oh, oh right okay so I don't know if you've ever been to the chart house no I haven't no tell me about it so chart house beautiful restaurant like uh run by Jim Jim has been there I think 20 odd years, like, and okay. it's a proper restaurant, Yeah, really great hospitality, great menu. And it's, it's one of those ones that it just never, ever like, like when you're there, you're always amazed and it's, mm. it just never fails. Like in mm. last week, we just, again, just a fabulous meal and the service and everything. So yeah. as you're yeah. just coming into Tingle at the roundabout, Chart House is there. Okay. I'd recommend yeah. it for anyone. Yeah. yeah. And what's it actually like in Dingle now? Cause you're just at the beginning of the season. Like it's uh... A couple it's of mental funny months coming up, but what, what's it like these days? 
Yeah, see, like our season starts really in March and it starts getting busier week by week mm. until like, you know, and, and then what you have is you have Paddy's Day gets a big shot. Mm. It drops down a small bit till Easter, then Easter gets busy. But it's you can see it progressively getting a little bit busier as it goes along. Mm. Like And last weekend, like we had Phil Nibialtner, which oh, yeah. is the arts festival. And it's just amazing. And it's one of those festivals that doesn't matter who comes to town that there's so much there for everybody like if yeah. we if you were to yeah. interview people going over everyone would have saw something different or experienced something different yeah great festival next weekend we have the half marathon coming in okay the week before that we have the cycle event so there's something going on the whole time which is bringing crowds in so the season is starting to kick off and you can feel it yeah. but yeah. yeah and there's also the that bit of excitement as well in fairness like ireland does festivals so well and dingle is one of those towns that's got something on every single week like i take my yeah. hat off to you guys because there's so much involved in organizing a festival i used to organize a festival myself for many years called the irish redhead convention oh that's right yeah oh <laughs> those were the days so we had seven that years was of famous though, <laughs> It was really good, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've I've often heard of it. I never went to it. Uh, but I've well, heard you've no hair, no hair in your head, like we. Yeah, I could have just it. wore one of those wigs with the thick and uh, do you know the paddy hats and just turned up. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. like I think you really nailed it. But going back to thing like uh, festivals, like and the good thing about it is there's so many festivals on and they're all voluntary run. So mm, whatever yeah. you're into, if you're into the music, you join the music festival. If you're into mm. food, you join and mm. organize the food festivals on. Mm. So I think it's one of those, like we've, I think we've about 16 large events throughout the mm. year, the big events. Okay. Yeah. And they yeah. really extend the season, but they also, I think they give a lot of pride to the town as well. Like, yeah. you know, because it's your town and you're bringing all these people, same as what you would have felt when you organized uh, the festival, Do you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, there's a great sense of community and camaraderie that comes with it. And, you know, no matter what it is, what type of event you're doing, if there's people there with shared interests, um, it just creates an incredible energy, like, and, and people get such a buzz from it, like. Oh, without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. Tell me, the Food Festival, you were one of the founders of that in the town. What was that like? Yeah, and, it's, and, it's and what's, what's happening going forward? Because I know you've been on a pause for a couple of years. Yeah, so it, it's happening this year. It's definitely oh, happening brilliant. this brilliant. year. Cool. And for all your listeners out there, it's happening always on the first weekend of October. Okay. So I've been involved almost from the beginning. I came in year two, like, and so year one, I was at year one, and at the time I was working down in Gabin, right. and myself and Fingal came up to it, and it was, I had been living in Dingle, and then I moved to Gabin for a little while, mm. and, and it was a very small festival, and the whole idea of the festival was that it was to show off the food without any mm. sort of, we didn't want any gala events, we didn't want mm. anything like that. And we've sort of stuck to that core. Like, so mm. what it is, like, it's, uh, I think now, okay, I'm biased. It's one of the best <laughs> weekends of the year. Of course. Because what you have is there's like, there's about seven, maybe to 10,000 people come into the town for the weekend. Yeah. And what you have is like, we close off all the streets so that you right. are pedestrianized. And the biggest event of the whole thing is the taste trail. So literally you buy a small book of tickets. The tickets are somewhere around two euro, three euro, somewhere like that, okay. depending. Yeah. And you just walk around town grazing all the way around town. So you might call it a little cheese shop and have a slice of racket. Yeah. Yeah. You might go up to, you might go next door and they've got maybe a little shot of beer or smoked mm -hmm. salmon and so on and mm -hmm. so on. And Mm -hmm. then what we have is you have like markets i look after all the markets and what i try okay. to focus on first of all is that it's all produce from ireland it's a proper big farmer's market okay yeah kids events workshops oh it's it's one of those events like that you're just like wow like 
as the organizer, and you know yourself as an organizer, you love the whole idea of it, and then you love God, you can't wait till it's over. You have to keep I saying know. To <laughs> You have to keep saying to yourself, like, oh no, 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 embrace it. Look, they're all here, but you're just going, I'm worn out. I'm yeah, worn yeah, worse. yeah. Absolutely worn out, but you're also like making this like incredible tick box list of all the things that you're going to improve for next year and yeah. writing it all down getting more volunteers to come back like i mean it's full on when you are the festival organizer. it's amazing like, though yeah. like and yeah. what you know i think what you get from something like the food festival or any festival you're part of like and i always mm. see this like and you just there's such a sense of pride that like mm. everybody's enjoying themselves like and yeah. everyone's having a good time they might be having a very different experience from you and the next family are having a different one but it's mm. amazing I was at normally every two years I go to a big food festival in Italy, the um, the slow food one oh, yeah. in Turin. Yeah, yeah. I remember I was at it one year and I was going like, "Wow, this is just amazing!" It's it's on a grand scale. You're talking about maybe a hundred thousand people, and it's just. Yeah. But I'm, and then when I looked at it, it was like, do you know what? It's exactly the same thing that we're doing in Dingle. Like, do you know, you mm-hmm. have, it's just on a different scale, but you have kids queuing up with their little book trying to figure out what's a beef brisket and they want beef yeah. brisket and then they go yeah. down to the next one and they're trying to figure out like and you're going wow we're actually doing the same thing and sometimes yeah. i think we overlook that we think like oh italy and france is way better but oh, what we've got here and especially it, when a community comes together to show off their food i think we're in a great place then yeah yeah, absolutely. And I think like food being central to that, everybody can relate to food. And for me, yeah. when I when I'm a tourist visiting a place, I feel that food kind of like represents the culture and so much of of who we are is represented through our food and a food festival like is just a brilliant thing to do. Well, yeah, like, and it's yeah. it's a great way for getting everyone involved. So you can get the grandparents, you can get mm. the kids involved. And it's like that, that this is the yeah. food from the peninsula. This is the food from Munster, the food from yeah. Ireland, like, you yeah, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. <laughs> so it's all, it's all at our doorstep. That's it. Tell me, tell me about the cheese shop. What's, so, what's happening there? The little cheese shop. So if anyone's been to Dingle, uh, one shop that you, it's just, it's one of those iconic shops. It's called a little cheese shop and it is little. It's tiny. Oh. Uh, little with a big heart. That's what we always yeah, yeah. That's the cheesy <laughs> part of it. Um, so I took over the cheese shop about four years ago. Okay. I took it over from a lady. She was a German lady who was a cheesemaker, Maya Binder. Right. And she started it and she set it up as the cheese shop. She then set up one in Tralee. Mm-hmm. and I took over the one here anyway and I just love it since I've taken it over my focus is on Irish cheese yeah so I try to all the time have maybe 90 95% Irish mm. cheese on the counter mm. and mm. I always think my biggest complaint which is a lovely complaint I can't have everyone's cheese on the counter like there's mm. so many incredible cheese makers in Ireland right now that you have to go mm. I'm leaving this guy out this week and I'll get him two weeks time or, yeah. or then maybe yeah. they're just because it's seasonal, maybe their cheese mm. is just not ready. Mm. But also as well, like it's just gives you a really appreciation of where Irish cheese is at the moment. We have yeah. cheesemakers from the old school, like all of the guys like Milines, Gobine, mm. Cashel, and mm. they're still doing it as good as they were back in the day. And then you've all these younger guys Absolutely, coming up yeah. like trees of roach brian from kells bay and stuff who've only started a few years mm. ago they're nailing it and then you've got all these ones in the middle as well who started about 15 20 years ago 
yeah. and it's it is amazing it really is it's very exciting we actually spoke to Siobhana Garvey um who's a, a yeah. part of a caution St. Tola and she told us all about the Irish cheese scene and that was really really interesting conversation I suppose it'd be unfair to ask you do you have a favorite cheese at the moment yeah, well, it's a funny thing. I never answer this because I always say <laughs> the same as asking my mom which is her favorite kids. But she's well, going maybe to I should you, ask you what kind of cheese did you eat today? Then <laughs> no, she's going to tell you, Stephen. Um, but I do. I just it's funny because every day I have a have a new favorite. But okay. I have a few that are amazing, and maybe your listeners are not familiar with them. Like there's likes of Kerry Blue. It's made down South Kerry. Yeah. Just a really lovely blue. It's really rich. Are you familiar with it? Are you? Yes, yes, yes. I've yeah. tasted it. Yeah, yeah. A fabulous one. Then you've got one of my favorites. Has to be cautionate here. It's a sheep's okay. cheese from Tipperary. Gorgeous. Hard sheep's cheese, yeah. and it is, in my opinion, it beats Manchego. And I'm always saying this to Spanish uh, customers, and they never agree with me. But there's a little tear in their eye. You can tell. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know. I would I would also go to say that I would be quite confident to say there's no there's not bad cheese in Ireland. Like any cheese that's on my counter, I'm very proud to sell. Do you know? Yeah. Okay. That's a brave thing to say, but I I I feel you really believe it like. The was that? That's a that's a really brave and proud thing to say that there's no bad cheese in Ireland, but I I no. feel you really believe that like I really do and I I, I yeah. source my cheese well. Like I deal directly with the people themselves. Mm. And they're just such a lovely breed of people, the cheesemakers. Yeah, like, and I'm sure you know, you know loads from down on Cork or West Cork. Yeah, and they're yeah. just, they're unique. They're yeah. just such a lovely bunch of people. They And someone explained it one time. I was Jana Ferguson from Gabine. And I really, I think it really sums it up. They're like gardeners where mm. cheesemakers have their hands in milk. And mm. like, it's very arted where same as a mm. gardener. have, And that's what comes across. But mm. I would quite happily put any Irish cheese up against any cheese that anyone's going to get. And mm. it's, it, I always see that in the shop. You'll blow people away who maybe are not familiar with Irish cheese. Mm. They might've come mm. from France or they're from Spain or Italy. Mm. And the taste some of it and they're like wow they're just yeah amazing all you have to do is look out and the reason it's sort of raining all the time is that's what gives us good cheese you know it's it's (laughs) the quality of the grass really that makes good cheese and when you were in Gobine were you actually working in the dairy or were you more in the smokehouse at that time bit of everything was mainly Mm. in the smokehouse and doing a lot of markets with Fingal um Mm. just an incredible place to be Mm. I can just I think it's definitely one of those places that really gives you a grounding and, and mm. gives you an understanding for what food is and what local food is and the importance of the food maker. Like, mm. And I just learned so much. Like, It just opens your sort of whole sort of your head to everything like that. And mm. it definitely is one of those places that really just grounded me. It's like, yeah, yeah, I want to work with local food. I feel when I go down to Gobine, it absolutely fills my heart. <laughs> like no. it's, it's got everything going on. Like you've got Tom there; he's out in the farm. He's pretty, you know. You've got Jaina inside in the the dairy. You've got Clovis growing, um, and then Finger like in the smokehouse. It's it's such an amazing thing it to see. Like amazing. everybody in the family just like pulling their sleeves, <laughs> getting stuck in so passionate about it like and just creating like such a great product I, like, and 100 percent, and, yeah. and there's always creativity going on like fingal and his knives are just yeah. <laughs> like yeah. totally out of the blue but there you go really so, good friends with fingal and i yeah. sometimes like you know i think like god i've had a busy week <clears throat> and i talk to fingal then and i go like 
oh god my week wasn't that busy like because he's got a heap of small children like and these yeah. knives the smoke house he's like non-stop going, action like but the one thing I love as well, like regardless of how busy they always are, they still have mm-hmm. so much time for everybody. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you rock up there and it's almost like this big feast and it's just yeah. a normal Tuesday night. They're just having the dinner. Like, but they've yeah. so much yeah. time for everyone. Like, I think yeah. they're just, they're so real. That's what it is. Yeah, that, that's a great way of putting it. Um, come here. I'm nearly thinking you uh, nearly prefer talking about cheese and the people who make cheese than actually tasting cheese. <laughs> Oh no, I love t- I love eating it as well. Now, when I started <laughs> in the cheese shop, it was so funny. Like, yeah. I was just eating my way up and down the counter for like the first two or three weeks. Like, you'd come in and have a little bit of cheese, and we'd sample it, and I would be like, you'd leave, and I'd be like, oh, geez, that's good, that's good. And then I'd be like, oh, she's better try that now. And I'd try- <laughs> but, like, I was literally going like, I'm not going to yeah. stay in business if I just keep yeah. eating the cheese there was. And I remember what changed it for me was we went out for we went out for dinner probably three or four weeks in when I was into cheese. And uh, someone said, like, will we get the cheese board? And I was like, I nearly got sick when someone mentioned it. I was like, okay, you need to take it back to a level that you enjoy it. But no, I absolutely love, I love my cheese. And I love, I love the fact that, you know, I have a lot of access to cheese. Mm -hmm. But like what we always say here is like, you know, my partner, Christina, she's always saying like, can we not have cheese that the customers have? Like, because anyone that Mm. owns a shop or owns a restaurant Mm -hmm. like that will know that you've always got the piece that's maybe a bit moldy or the trolley drove over it or, mm. you know. Mm. <laughs> so. mm-hmm. I know you get the dregs, but sometimes you get the best as well. Like you get, <laughs> you you do. get to sample the new stuff coming in the door. Like, so that's you do, but I absolutely love cheese. And yeah. One of the things that's amazing is, and I think maybe only cheesemakers and guys that sell cheese actually ever get to sample this. And this is when you get any type of cheese in and it has to be cut. So yeah. it could be a cheese that's two years old but you'll take the first taste of it and you're like, oh, yeah. my God. You know, before you put it in the counter and you're just, you're the first person, it's almost like a sommelier. Or the, do you know when they open the wine and they smell the cork and they're the first person to smell that mm. since the wine mm. had been put in there? Mm. It's the same mm. and you open it up and you go, wow, like how lucky am I? Do you know, that's what <laughs> I always see. <laughs> how lucky are you? Come here, random. Do you miss fungi? Do we miss fungi? Yeah, we do. Do you miss fungi? Now, I, I know do. the town misses fungi. Well, the town does, and the funny thing about it is, yeah, like we, like we've probably got a custom that he's that he is gone now, but he was one of those beautiful uh, creatures that you go for your evening walk and you're going to see him. Really? Would you see him that close to the shore? Oh, you would, like, cause like okay. there's a beautiful walk out by the Skellig Hotel, and you go out to a little, there's a little tower there, and that's okay. where he used to just be in around the harbour, and he'd move out yeah. a little bit and stay in. You yeah. go for a walk, you're just your evening walk, whatever, and you would be so disappointed if you go like, I don't know, I'm waiting another five minutes. And then you'd see him and you'd be like, oh, there he is. And wow. he was wanted like, you know, there's something so amazing about dolphins, but there's, Fungi just seemed like he was part, and he was, he was part of the town. So yeah, like it was a lot of sadness when he left, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I remember when I moved down here, I'm in Dingle now, maybe 20 years when I moved down, I was like everybody else in Ireland going, mm. yeah, right. There's the dolphins. He's a robot. Yeah. He's, he's they're reincarnated. Just, they're just <laughs> feeding no out the harbour and it's a new one every year and stuff. And that's the way I felt like it. And when I saw it the first few times, I was like, wow, he's yeah. amazing. Have you seen yeah. Fungi? Had you ever seen I him? have seen Fungi. I've been out a few times on, on the water <laughs> in Dingle and I've seen Fungi. I, I suppose, so I would have seen him on a boat. I never got up close and personal, like in swimming or in a kayak or anything like that. And I'd say that must be an amazing experience. Amazing. And just like this, like genuine interest and curiosity. Yeah. Curiosity. In 
and like oh he was just but there was when he did disappear like there was such sadness in the town for maybe about two weeks because it was around it was september 2020 but it was also you're like what else can 2020 give us you're just like you know come on like it's the greatest year of all 2020 (laughs) but he's been around a long time like when did he first arrive in the town I'm I'm not exactly sure, but I think it was about thirty between thirty five to forty years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So back back in two thousand and nine, I did um, a photography book about the coast of Kerry, and yeah. everybody talked about Bungie. Like yeah. he was literally <laughs> the man in Dingle. <laughs> so, there's plenty so, of pictures of Bungie there. Like <laughs> it's yeah, so it's funny so, that you say that. Like yeah. because. I would see like whether it's the cookery school or the shop and you'd yeah. see a lot of people through their experience in Dingle. They might come to Dingle for whatever. They're coming mm. to experience Dingle, the scenery, mm. the music, mm. whatever. And maybe they just, at the time, they would have stumbled and they just would have went out to see Fungi. And it didn't yeah. matter what else they didn't saw. Yeah. You talk to them and they're like, we got to see Fungi yesterday. Yeah. My God. No, he's, he's part of the experience, but unfortunately no more. No, no. More. but we do have loads of wildlife out there. Like, you know, there's yeah. so many dolphins. There's yeah. so many whales, but whales, he was he was birds. very special. He was very special. Yeah. Um, tell me about your um, your sea trips, your fishing trips, because you do them with the cookery school, don't you? We do, yeah, and it's, oh, it's it's a great day out. So what it is, it's called Catch and Cook. Okay. Um, what you do is we take you out. First of all, we meet you down at the harbour. We send you out on a fishing boat with Dingle Bay Charters. You okay. go out for two and a half hours. You go out them out of the harbour and you're going fishing. And you're going to probably catch mackerel and pollock. And then yeah. you're going to come back to us. We'll meet you at the harbour again. We walk you up to the cookery school. The cookery and when school you say is- also, this is the cookery school. The Dingle yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the cookery school now. Yeah. And now we've changed your other the... enterprise. We've changed I know, the, yeah. the cheese like, shop into the cookery school. Okay. I feel like you know, I'm just like all the small sheep farmers down here, you need to have a couple of jobs on the go. Um, <laughs> so the Dingle Cookery School, yeah. So what I do then is we walk them back up Dingle Cookery School, about five minutes. We always get the first thing we do is we get them something warm, soup, brown bread, that type of thing. Yeah. And then I show them how to work with the fish. They work okay. with the fish, they cook the fish, and they sit down and they eat the fish. And why it's so special, I feel it's one of those experiences that there's so many firsts. Maybe it's your first yeah, time on a, yeah. on a boat. It's your first yeah. time heading out of Dingle Harbour, fishing, seeing a whole fish, and so on and so on, filleting the fish. Mm. And it's it's then when you finish it, you just can see you've just made so many friends. Yeah. Like just yeah. when you meet everyone in the beginning, no one wants to talk to each other. Like you yeah. all pick a corner of the boat, no one wants. And then by the end of the day, like everyone is just... Best friends, um, like. Yeah, I want to crack a few beers now when you're out on the boat as well. No, 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 no. It's very oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. <laughs> not like that. Not like the car. Um, <laughs> so it's, uh, now it is early in the morning. We usually yeah. leave the harbour around half eight to back in us around half eleven. Yeah. But uh, you're right though. I think when you go out in a boat, you leave your troubles behind and you definitely kind of like open yourself up to meet new people talking about absolute oh, random stuff. And yeah. I, I find being on the water is the best place to have a conversation like. And it's so just, yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all about everyone coming back as best buds. Yeah, and it's it's just amazing. And like and mm. it's one of those things like we don't go on it ourselves, but occasionally we do. Do you know if there's mm. maybe if there's a space there if somebody wants us to go with them, do you know, mm. or maybe there we'll go and you're just going, Wow, like mm. why don't they just do this every day of the week? Just go out the harbour, just do a little bit of fishing. And it's not maybe even about what you get. <laughs> yeah, it's just <laughs> and what's fast is when we started first, like and we've always done this, the school has been running now for about eight years. Okay. And uh, 
when we used to do it first, we used to be encouraging people like to catch as much fish as you could, like you know. Mm, mm. And then we started to realize when you get back, you have to fill it all those fish. Oh, like, yeah, you know? okay, yeah, so that's the hard work. Yeah, we we're always saying to him like, catch one or two, you'll be fine. You know, you don't need okay. <laughs> more. You just need enough for your lunch. Rather like go like, guys, I know you have a ferry to catch in Doolin, but we've still another two boxes of fish. Well, they'd be today. taking home a couple of bags of mackerel <laughs> off the campsite in Doolin, and then they'll be like impressing all their friends with how they how they cook the fish. It's perfect. Like. And the other thing I love about it as well is, uh, it's very even though people say they're not competitive, it's a great way to find out if you're competitive. Just put them on a boat and send them fishing because like we will say to them at the beginning, yeah, you competitive. Like it might be a couple or whatever. Oh God, no. Minute yeah. to rock back in. I caught the most. He got seasick. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and the other oh, good thing about it as well is like, there's just, you don't have to have any experience. If, yeah. You, regardless of fishing or cooking, you'll have an amazing day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um so you, you started the cookery school how long ago was it eight years ago how did cookery that come about school's eight years old yeah so it's right close it's in pretty much in the heart of dingle um okay. and at the time i was teaching in Tralee, so yeah. i was working in i was working in kitchens but i was also teaching and one of the reasons i loved i just love teaching and mm. I think I love talking as well. So like, if you love, well, that's cooking, obvious anyway, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> if you in love the best cooking, possible way, like <laughs> when I was a chef, like in the kitchen, like I still was the one doing all the talking. So you're like, God, right. I need a job that I can talk and cook. Um, yeah. But no, I started the cookery school and just love it. Like in the winter time, we do a lot of, uh, we do a five month course through uh, mm. Kerry college or Kerry ETB. And that's okay. where we train up, we train like uh, people to enter the industry, like, and it's a full on yeah. city and guilds course, like, and fabulous because everyone that sort of leaves the course once they're finished, they all go work in a restaurant mm. and mm. with great skills, like with good mm. skill sets, as much as you can give them in that space mm. of five months. And then the rest of the year, we sort of cater for a lot of domestic cooks. So okay. we could have like, we could have a, like, not just a catch and cook, but we could have bread making, maybe a bit of butchery, mm just mm. being a better cook then mm. we do a lot of team nights during the winter time as well which would be like mm-hmm. supper clubs so we might have an indian night italian and they're just they're just great crack like and my focus in the school is like we want you just to enjoy your cooking more we want to mm. give you a few little tips that's going to help you cook a little bit better take the mm. chore out of it mm. and break down the barriers that you that you don't go oh it's fine for them they're chefs or they've got a fancy kitchen or whatever it is you go yeah. no you can cook this at home. And yeah. that's what we really focus on and try to use as much much local ingredients as we can. And when I say local, I always start local and keep working my way out. If I can't mm-hmm. find it in Dingle, if I can find it in Kerry, Munster, mm-hmm. and if I can find it in Ireland, I still will call it local, you know? Yeah, yeah. I suppose it's a big island, but Donegal is still pretty local to Dingle. It is. And like, I'm, if we come across something from Donegal or something like, yeah. you know, I'm still as proud as that as someone down the road doing it. You know, okay. you're going that yeah. these guys are probably a family run business, putting their heart and soul into it. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't we use it? But I always try to look local first and keep moving the circle until yeah. we get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. And I think it's so, it's, it's so empowering when you've got the confidence to cook as well. Oh, I think yeah. that's really important. Like, you know, just just to be able to get, you know, have the confidence to host a dinner party or create a stew or have something healthy and nutritious for your family. It's Definitely. just it's it's a skill for life, really, isn't it? And by breaking down the barriers, do you know mm. that it's not something that's fancy or yeah. that it's a case of like, oh, I don't like 
cabbage. Well, don't put cabbage in it. Try something yeah. else. Do you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's exactly that. And it's funny that you say about confidence as well. Like I would see yeah. when I started myself as a chef, like you think very different from once you do get some confidence. In the beginning, you think you have to make everything fancy. Mm. And whereas now, like I'm quite happy to show you how to cook a piece of fish and serve a, yeah. piece, a wedge of lemon with it because you're going mm. like, if you can cook that fish perfect, if the fish is good, first of all, if you can cook it perfectly and just put a wedge of lemon, it's not going to need anything else. It's not mm. going to need a big crust. It's not going to need, we don't need to cover it in something. Mm. But Do you think we should be um, focusing more um, on cooking in like primary and secondary school education? Without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, I really think so. And I think the interest is there as well. Like anytime I've ever went into the schools or whatever, whether it's just on a visit or whatever, the interest is there. So mm. I think so. And I, I don't care how basic it is, but like you, everyone should know, should understand food. You should mm. know this is what a vegetable is. This is where, mm. you know, this is what your meat is. This is what everything. So, yeah, I think so. I think I would love to see it. I think it's it's long overdue that we see it on a school mm. curriculum that you're cooking and you're baking. At whatever level, it doesn't matter what it is that yeah. everyone is able to bake or cook five different dishes yourself. Mm-hmm. Or no. be able to make a soup or a loaf of bread. And that that's a gift really for life, isn't it? Yeah. Like, and because when I left school first, I had no idea how to cook. I could, mm-hmm. I could throw things in a pot and I had no idea what it was. Like, and I didn't, when I left school, I didn't study to be a chef first. And then I went traveling for a while, but I could just throw things into a pot and had no idea. But once I started traveling, I started to realize like, wow, everybody around me is cooking. You're staying yeah. in a hostel or whatever, and everyone is cooking. And I'm there with my Uncle Ben's or I'm there with like the two minute noodles. <laughs> and I'm going like, wow, what's the sachet say this week? It's like yeah. chicken flavor. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, you know, why don't I just learn five things to cook that I love eating? And I okay. started doing that. And then you start to realize, God, it's not just about me. You're feeding 10 people now. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, the crap. yeah, yeah. Everything. Okay, so that's where you started. Did you get a, a formal education in? in yeah, then, then I then just, how, how did that yeah. come about then? Then I just got totally hooked and came. Once I'd finished traveling after about five or six years, I decided, you know, I'm going back and going to college. I knew what I wanted to do. So I went to IT Tralee and I studied then to uh, work or train as a chef. And then I, it was a great program because then you go out in your placement and, and it was just. I've never looked back since like, and I, mm. but even from that, it was like, you're just like, wow. Like you just appreciate food is different. You're just, mm. everything is different. It's like, mm. you're no longer that guy looking for the uncle Ben's and going like, Jesus, which one is that now? Whereas you're like, <laughs> wow. Like it's just, and it, it's like what you're saying. It's confidence. It's just yeah, gone confidence. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you have any food heroes at the moment? Oh, I so many like, you know, and they're, again, they're all Irish, you know, like, I know we've touched on the Fergusons, but they're definitely, they've always been, they're probably the biggest food heroes that I'll ever have. But then Mm -hmm. people like JP McMahon, Mm -hmm. he is just incredible. Mm -hmm. And recently I got a chance, we got a chance to go down to Dungarvan to Paul Flynn to the tannery. Brilliant. Do you know, again, just people like Paul, like, and what I loved about his restaurant and just such a food hero, like he's, he's just consistently good all the time. I brought my mom and dad there and my you're able to present a menu to your mom and dad that they can read and they're excited about it, you know, and they're yeah. not, they're not people that go out all the time for food or go to fancy restaurants. So, but they're able to read a menu and go, yeah, I, I like that. That sounds yeah. good. I'm going to have yeah. whatever it is. And I just think 
what he does is amazing. So someone like Paul Flynn, and then mm-hmm. there's somebody probably unknown to maybe where you are down there. We have a local bakery here called Bakus. Okay. Orla McGowan is her name, like a Neil. Mm-hmm. And they're just incredible. Like, they, you know, and for anyone that works in a bakery, that they just, mm. like, as we we're speaking now, they're probably gone to work and they're going to be working right throughout the night. Mm. Yeah. And they're just, I just find them like, and where their place is, is their bakery is next door to us in the cookery school. And the level of work that they put in and the consistency and just the product mm. that they make and stuff. So I definitely Baku's the guys, the whole team there. Mm. And they're making some, like sourdough, rye breads, all those kind of yes, filling bread. breads where you have ah. one slice and you're quite satisfied rather than kind of reaching for a half a slice pan. Kind of but thing. you do go back for the other slice. Though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, you know, Declan Ryan down in um, yeah. Port, like, and he's just such an incredible baker. Yeah. I've often popped in, say, if I've ever been down to the Mahon Pint Market mm-hmm. and I buy maybe a few loaves or whatever, but then you buy a loaf of brioche. But by the time I've got back to oh, do Oh, sure. It, it's gobbled before you even... It's gobbled. Like, like, already when I was buying it, it was planned. I was going to have it for my breakfast and stuff. And then you're like, you're halfway through it. You go like, sure, there's no point stopping now. I can't tell someone I'm after buying a half a loaf of brioche. And you're just... Yeah, it's yeah, gone yeah, by the time yeah, you get back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me, down on the peninsula, what are they doing with all the sheep up there? What's up? What? Sorry? What are they doing with all the sheep on the peninsula down in Dingle? There's sheep. so many sheep around. Yeah, a lot of sheep. Now... Unfortunately, a lot of it does get sold off to your uh, to, to the meat plants and the meat factories. But there is a movement down in the Ring of Kerry. And okay. those guys have been doing it well. But um, why I'm just touching those for a second. What they've been doing is looking at their own lamb and going like, we have a special breed of lamb here. Like, and, you okay. know, they've been, there's been a lot of talk in the last few years and a couple of local farmers here. And it's... It's starting to get exciting because there's some young farmers starting to get very interested in it where the whole idea is that the lamb itself, like mountain lamb is very different from Mm. say lamb, your flatland lamb, just because they're a different breed anyway, I think, but also they're working a lot harder. They've a lot different sort of, like you've headers, you've grass, you've so many things, but the lamb usually comes at a later time of the year. And in my opinion, it is fantastic. It really is. The flavor is, is, It's even the meat's a little darker. So this is oh, Kerry Mountain Lamb that you're talking Kerry, about. Yeah, and so like there's one brand that you probably know where it's it's almost like a co-op. Uh, it's the Ring of Kerry Lamb, and they would be okay. from down around South Kerry. And the, a yeah. co-op have come together and they've really branded it well. They've just got really good lamb, but they work yeah. together really well. And we we've been trying initiative with a few farmers here, and but the latest I heard recently. Because we did start about like through the food festival, we would have had programs to try and in- introduce farmers and stuff. But mm-hmm. in the last little while, I just heard that yeah, there's a little bit of movement that people are starting to move towards it. So okay, it it would be exciting. It'd be lovely yeah. to see something like that. And uh, this and uh, these lamb now are different to what you'd milk for cheese, for example. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. very different, and I always get that in the cheese shop. People are like, "We'd like to try some sheep's cheese because all we see is sheep." But yeah, exactly. they're very different. There's a lot of sheep down there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and so, I I was cycling around the sleighhead a couple of weeks ago when I met you, and I just saw sheep everywhere, and I was like, "What are they doing with all the sheep?" Yeah, <laughs> but you've, no, you've answered my question. So, but no, there any of the sheep that you see here are definitely they're not milking sheep, and yeah. If you've ever seen a milking sheep, but they're totally different. They're longer. They're a bigger sheep. Um, mm. And as far as I know, what's the name of something like Lock On? And then you have, there is a Frisian sheep as well. 
Okay. Um, but they're just a longer one. They've less hair on them, less wool, like. But, and they just they're going to hold a little bit more milk, so they're probably bred that way to hold milk. But um, yeah, there's a lot of sheep down here. A lot of there's and a lot of sheep. It's even as well. The lambing season is a little bit later because. Okay. And I think a lot of the farmers same because they put them out on the hill, they hold back a bit so to let the weather just clear that little bit. All right, okay. So you don't get spring lamb down here. Like spring okay. lamb is generally too young anyway. The best lamb, you have to come down around September, October. You're going to be down for the food festival. That's okay. when the lamb is just at its prime because like really? it's been born maybe, it, the finished lambing now. So from March to now. Okay. And what you find then is like so the lamb has been out on the mountain from day one, like get out yeah. in the hills yeah. and out you go. Like and even the other day I was driving up around the Connor Pass and you start to see like the lambs that are old enough uh, they're walking around with the mother still with them, like, and yeah, yeah. but they haven't really trained that there's cars. Like, and the mom is just poking them, like, get back in, there's a car <laughs> coming. Like, you drive up in the woods, time and they'll stand there without like blinking an eyelid. Like, and you'll drive <laughs> by them, like, like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. Okay, so September for the lamb, I look forward yeah. to that, and that coincides with the food festival and the Blossom Heron Awards. They're on as well in Dingle, that's they're, right, on, December, they're on and uh, that weekend as well. They're yeah, on that weekend yeah, as well, yeah, yeah. 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 Super, but, super. Oh, Come here. I'm excited. I nearly want to jump right in the car right now and get straight down to Dingle. You're after filling me with loads of ideas. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it's 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 one of those places we love seeing everybody. But in, since the pandemic, we've had so many yeah. more Irish people come here and appreciate. And I think yeah. it's for everywhere in Ireland. And yeah. it's, yeah. I just really hope that's the stay because like we love our farm visitors. We do. We love them here and they're, they are our lifeline for a lot of the time. But seeing Irish people really appreciate their mm. own countryside Absolutely. is amazing yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Know? No, that's that's definitely the story for me. I've done loads of traveling, but like I always feel so um I suppose so proud of like Ireland, which in a way is kind of funny, but I just I just feel at home here and it's such a beautiful country and the crack is there and yeah. people are sound and the food is amazing and it's got so so much to offer and and That's every nook and cranny, like, yeah. you know, yeah. okay, I love Dingle. Dingle is my home, but I love when I go anywhere and you just go and it, you're like, wow, you go up around, you're passing Tipperary and you stop off somewhere and you're like, this is amazing. I go up home to Carlo and you're like, wow. Like we do live in a, we live in a yeah. special country yeah. and yeah, yeah. you're right. The people are special. I think we get it. We understand. Well, obviously we should understand each other. Oh, we should but sometimes yeah. the accents are a little bit uh, dodgy like. especially down around here like <laughs> my god Christ sure got nothing for the price of all these days that's what a fella told me inside in Currens anyway <laughs> <laughs> I was asking him about the sheep too I, I knew I knew I was going to ask you as well at some point and you gave me a good answer <laughs> it was probably he probably was more his was a better one though I'd say if you could figure out what he was saying what do you think we put in your plate <laughs> Anyway, Mark, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. How are people going to find out about you and the cookery school? And and I know you're on, on the radio and TV all the time, so they're familiar with your face, but if they're to look online, how do they find so, you? So uh, for the cookery school, you'll find us uh, dinglecookeryschool.com. The cheese shop is thelittlecheeseshop.ie. But then we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. Ah, yeah. Pretty much we're anywhere anyone will talk to us. We're, we're there, like, you know. So. All right, pick, pick up the phone. This man wants to chat to you. And <laughs> if anybody is down, do mention that, you know, you, you heard it on the podcast. Because, like, um, like we're big fans of neighborhood food and Jack, yourself, everything that's been happening. Do you know, and we oh. all share the similar type of ethos, the same yeah. type of thing, like, you know. So yeah. if anyone is yeah. down, definitely call in and say hi. 
Yeah, excellent, excellent. Will do. All right, Mark, let's leave it there. Thank you so much. You're a legend. We can chat for hours. All we need now is a pint in front of us. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Which that could be arranged as well, couldn't it? Thanks, Jolene. Best of luck. No bothers. No bothers. Okay, I absolutely loved that chat. I, I mean, so I don't know about you. Jolene but I listen to podcasts generally in the morning when I'm getting ready okay do you know what I do is I put my phone into a glass oh good idea do you ever do that trick yeah 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 yeah. and then it kind of like creates a speaker you know so when I'm getting ready in the morning I would stick my phone into a glass and kind of bring it around the house wherever Ah, wherever I am and I had the kids around me too this morning and they were listening in and and we all agreed that this summer we are going to go to Dingle. Oh, brilliant. brilliant. I mean, he really, se- he really sells kind of the magic of the place, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do no, you, it is you, a magical place. I do you visit Dingle a lot? Um, I I do. Do you know, it is one of the places that I go to quite regularly. And I mentioned a few times there in the chat, I was only there actually myself um, last week. And would you believe I actually cycled? I cycled from Crosshaven all the way to Dingle. So wow. it was like 300 kilometres right through. We went through um, Cork, down through West Cork, um into Kenmare, Killarney and down to Dingle and what an amazing way to see the country like but then to arrive in a place like Dingle and the Slay Head and just the crack and the pubs it's just an absolute gem of a spot like but yeah I definitely go there a lot. It really is and like when I, I'm thinking about it now kind of only for the first time and I have always loved visiting Dingle but I don't get there as much as I would just because of mm. that I like it's it's three hours really from Cork in the car you know and yeah it's or, probably or four days on a bike. Or four days on a bike. <laughs> but I think it's it, it is actually an international destination. No, like a lot of people come to Ireland to visit Dingle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. Well, there's so much to offer. Like, I mean, with all the festivals, other voices as well is a great one that happens. The music festival and the food festival. But not only that, like there's just some beautiful places. Like the Blaskets are fantastic. Been out there camping and um, all around kind of Bally David, Bally Ferreter absolutely just it's a gem it's a gem it is. big fan and that's a big thing for a cork person to say that Kerry is amazing <laughs> it is yeah <laughs> well we're definitely going this summer for sure cool all right well look i'm looking forward looking forward to uh to seeing you in the summertime and uh you never know we might get down to dingle for an old beer or two or a glass of whiskey absolutely and thank you so much to mark for taking the time to chat to us mark you were an absolute legend it was a joy to talk to you too <laughs> we'll see you next week see you next week <laughs>